Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we're going to talk traffic safety. Our guests today include Tom Nixon with Towards Zero Deaths and Captain Adam Fulton with the Brainerd Area State Patrol. Gentlemen, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Well, we're a couple of days away from one of those nights where we all need to drive very carefully. And I might add, uh, you know, with Halloween falling on a Monday, probably a lot of Parties that are happening on Saturday night. Uh, so we Friday, to, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Monday. <laughs> need to be aware about impaired driving, too. There's mm-hmm. nothing worse than taking a sobriety test in a costume. That's yes, right. absolutely. That's been a while uh, since I've seen that in this area where uh, somebody's been in a full costume getting uh, arrested for DWI, but it has happened before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I must be getting older. I didn't get invited to any Halloween parties. <laughs> uh, so so I you're right and I think what we're we're, we're worried about is that's the little gremlins. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're not um they're focused on the prize. It's the candy. <laughs> that's right, man. I, and and for good reason. That's what it's about. Go out and have some fun. Moms and dads, aunts and uncles, whoever's watching those little ones are big sisters and brothers. But we have to be teaching them before they go out, you know, those masks they can't see as well. But we need to be watching for those as drivers. As, as much as we need to encourage them when they're going to be going out trick-or-treating and paying attention, it's it's just so hard with the you know dark costumes, dark night, and um, and then all the excitement around it. That would just be a tragedy, mm-hmm. and, and oh, we yeah. can avoid it. We easily yeah. can avoid it, and I think if just a little work ahead of time to discuss it, it'll be fine. Yeah, just a heightened state of awareness that night. Yeah. yeah. And parents need to, too, keep a hand on those kids. They certainly do, and and if they can just avoid, if you don't have to go through a busy residential area, maybe if you can avoid that that evening, better yet, just just uh, try to avoid where those kids are going to be. Now, maybe you want to watch them, and then that's why you're there. But mm-hmm. from a from a safety standpoint, yeah, moms and dads have a good grip and and talk about that ahead of time. And there's a lot of trunk or treat events and and you know organized groups that are putting on events in you know cordoned off parking lots and that kind of thing so you can always look those up those are a real benefit i think that's a great thing that's come about yeah Yeah. i agree yeah Uh, and then we put away the costumes and out comes the blaze orange yippee absolutely this uh, yeah a huge event in the state of minnesota i think our numbers i think the the dnr if i remember the last time i heard is up 600 and some thousand people that take to the woods and wear orange so um a lot everybody that's from this area knows that a lot of people come up to this area so you're going to see a definite increase in traffic here coming up in the next few weeks yeah and with that traffic uh you know there's going to be trailers there's going to be things that are not secured there's going to be all of those normal things we talk about we talk about boats coming out the spring and everything else the deer are already known to be out and about. Yes. Uh, we know that this is the time of year that they like to move. Now, the oh. thing is, unfortunately, for those hunters and those that are hunters know, they like to move at night. So they're, you know, easier to hit with a car at that point. Yep. Oh, Tess knows, Tess knows. No, I <laughs> saw a nasty one yesterday. Oh, no, that's no good. So, you know, being aware that the, the deer are moving in the in the nighttime there, being uh, vigilant again at night and looking for those deer as they come out. And I, I saw a, a another good pictogram the other day, but it was about, you know, don't veer for the deer, but basically aim for the deer. You're going to be mm-hmm. going through it. Uh, cover your brake, uh, try to slow down, be prepared, but... Don't swerve. Don't go in the other lane. Those those situations gets worse. And deer can cause you know damage and injuries and deaths themselves. It's yeah. it's not as if we just want to aim for them. But the reality is, you're better to do that than to hit something else many times. Yeah. Well, it's uh, hope for a very safe weekend uh, for the deer hunting opener. And like I say, secure those deer too. I 
<laughs> and all the gear that you're bringing along. Right, right. And, you know, hunters, uh, whether you're in a car or side-by-side or a ATV reminding you the law changed a couple years ago, you're still subject to all of those same driving laws. And so impairment and driving um, and hunting don't go together. Let's no. leave those those things separate. But be prepared or be aware that uh, if you're operating on a roadway, you are subject to the same traffic laws as um, you would be in a vehicle. Yeah, and, and every year we see crashes with vehicles and, and ATV side-by-sides, and it's something that's so avoidable when, like Tom mentioned, you just it, if you're paying attention when you're crossing the state roads, um, especially like those road approaches or whatever, uh, I think we could eliminate a lot of that. And if, like Tom t- touched on it too, that uh, we could kind of uh, eliminate the DWI portion of that too if we maybe wait to celebrate till we get back to the cabin or, or whatever, but... Uh, it definitely do not mix the hunting, the, the rifles, the gun, everything like that with uh, lots of moving parts. And uh, if we could, it'd be a lot safer if people just kind of wait till they get back to where they're going. So, yeah, yeah. It could where go stands. very bad, very yeah. fast. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think it's rare. I think most people yeah. are doing that right. And, yeah. and I think Absolutely. people have the, the, the right idea there. The the other part of that, too, is, is be that voice. Speak up. If you see somebody else, you know, uh, maybe that has been, been imbibing and they want to give somebody a ride or, hey, yeah, I'm going to give these kids a ride in my side-by-side. Uh, there's been a couple stories this year that have ended very sadly that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they're not just a toy. You know, three-wheelers, when they came out, they were meant for kids. Uh, there was a lot of crashes that came around those. They realized... Maybe it wasn't a good idea. We don't have them anymore. Um, some of us do. But the, the the rest of the story there is, you know, this intention that they're more of a toy and something to play on can be dangerous because they have that ability to cause harm. So be, be those extra eyes. If you see somebody that shouldn't be operating the way they are or they're horsing around, um, shut it down. Yeah. Uh, Captain Fulton, I know there's been a focus on speed across all of Minnesota. Bring us up to date on how the enforcement has been going and what's happening there. So our district has still been participating in what we call the HEAT uh, 2022 project, where we've set up uh, mobile patrols in different areas of the state. And our district, just because the Brainerd District of the State Patrol is sort of centrally located, we've been able to participate with the northwest region, the northeast region, and and a little bit of the central region, um, where troopers have been going to those different areas and working speeds with six to seven other uh, troopers in an area and just focusing solely on uh, speed enforcement type events. Um, it's still an issue. It is uh, it is going down a little bit. Um, but even just yesterday, uh, in, in my return trip from the metro, I mean, people will still pass a squad car. And uh, I kind of use that as a barometer where some people still aren't getting the message. Um, and it, we just got to remind folks that you're not the only one out there driving. I mean, we're sharing the road with other people. Uh, the destination that you're going to is is not moving. It'll, the lake will still be there. The hunting shack will still be there. Uh, if you're a minute or two later, just because you slow down a little bit. Um, and, uh, thankfully, though, uh, most people are, like uh, like the hunting stuff, most people are abiding by the laws and uh, realizing that, uh, you know, they'd rather get there safely. But we still have a few of the outliers that we need to take care of. And thankfully, that trend is going down a little bit. Yeah, and every year we hear about uh, people that, you know, the fatalities that do happen, oftentimes it's because of excessive speed, and whether that's just, uh, you know, the, the, a crash at excessive speed or trying to navigate a turn at excessive speed. These yeah. things contribute, don't they? Absolutely, and it's such a preventable part of that crash. Uh, again, people still like to think about it as an accident. It's not an accident. It's a crash when you start having multiple contributing factors like that, and it's something that, 
you take just that one component out of that and give somebody a little bit more reaction time, and a lot of these crashes could be avoided. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen a decrease in those speed-related crashes this year. We're doing pretty well. Um, this right now we're about 369 fatalities as of the 23rd. So we're, we're pretty pretty near for the the moment. And 411 is where we were at last year. So we we're down at this um, time last year. This time last okay. year, correct? Yeah. Yes. So so with that in mind, um, about a hundred of our crashes this year are speed related, which is about 28 percent down from last year. Now that that's good news. That that's good news. Uh, that's that's still progress, but mm-hmm. we have more to go. And as Captain Fulton just said it's a very preventable part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and some of the other, uh, I know, statistics uh, that you kind of talked about before we started, Tom, there's a lot of uh, vehicles just going off the road and hitting objects or rolling in the ditch. Uh, for whatever the reason, though, they're, they're not navigating the roadway and there's kind of a mystery around that we're, we're left to believe it has to be in attention at that point there's a distraction there's there's something that's not paying attention to the road and when you don't have impairment known to be present at that at that location you're left to go well what else would have happened did they fall asleep did they look down did they reach for something you know the patrol uh is is the lead agency on most of these reconstructions and and, and crash investigations and they usually find the answer to what happened, and um, it takes a, a fair amount of time and a lot of effort. But there are a large number of these that that's, that's really the only way to explain what happened is that somebody just flat out wasn't paying attention when mm-hmm. those other things are not present. Yeah, we it, like Tom said, it does take a little bit of time, but uh, usually through the process, if uh, once our investigators get involved, we'll start digging into phone stuff. And uh, after that, it becomes pretty apparent that uh, – you know, sometimes that's a, still a major contributing factor to a lot of the stuff, too, along with speed. But uh, um, And you see it just driving up and down Washington on a four-lane road when people come up to a stoplight. They think that uh, they, it's time to get the cell phone out, and it's still part of traffic. It's still illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you see it every day. And uh, hopefully that, that uh, with a different, you know, that'll start to slowly go on the decline as more and more people get used to that. that it, but I think it's just such a part of people's lives. But uh um, yeah, just as a reminder, it's it's it, when you're in traffic, it's still a part of traffic that you need to put that phone away, even at a stoplight. So. And are you also finding, too, I mean, this time of year, that sun can be a real issue, blinding at earlier hours when there's more traffic, you know, say around rush hour, as that sun goes down. I mean, I've, you know, people pulling out to pass on two-lane highways and not seeing something coming because of the sun. So are you finding that to be an issue this time yeah, of year? Yeah, you, you know, and I live off of Highway 210, so a major east-west corridor, mm-hmm. and in the morning and in the evening, it's the same thing. And, yeah. and people pull out in front of somebody, and they assume that that person's going to see them. And it's not always the case. You're giving a lot of benefit of the doubt to the other driver, and that person's got to, you know, react and, and see and react and and formulate a plan before they, you know, can avoid your vehicle. So it's mm-hmm. something to think about. Just uh, give yourself yeah. a couple extra seconds and uh, and um, slow it down a little bit. And I think that'll really help on some of these crashes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit fascinated too. Uh, maybe you want to talk a little bit more, but uh, you have a team that goes in anytime there's a crash, don't you? And try and figure out what happened. And like Tom said, sometimes you spend some time there trying to figure it out. We do, and it, it's uh, um, I can speak definitely from experience on this. We have five troopers in our district, um, the, and and again, the Brainerd State Patrol District is eight big counties. 
Um, and in that, they're split up into stations. And five troopers that work throughout this whole district are certified as crash reconstruction specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually a role that I had way back in the day. Um, I was uh, one of the troopers that responded to, like, the 35W collapse. So it's something that is kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, and it even farther back than that, Herb Brooks's crash. A lot of people are hockey fans in this area. And uh, I was one of the, the troopers that helped out with that crash back on um, – on uh, Interstate 35 near Forest Lake. Mm -hmm. But our troopers are equipped with a lot of these crash reconstruction equipment or crash reconstruction specialist troopers are equipped with a lot of uh, equipment that will help them with reconstruction stuff. And the newest thing that we have uh, within the last two years, year and a half, are drones. Uh, Back when I did this process, we used to have to set up a total station and take shots with a pole, like a reflective pole, and come up with a map drawing that way that three or four hundred shots in a scene would take us you know roughly three to four hours to finish especially if you've got one out on 371 a bad crash or highway 210 these four lane crashes would take us forever now a drone will fly that over and we can be done in five to ten minutes wow so the the scene downtime is far less we're we're not shutting down a road for as much time um and the 3D rendering map that that software can put together with that drone is is unbelievable. It's it's light years ahead of where we were wow. ten years ago, and it saves downtime. Uh, it lessens our road exposure and our safety out on the road, so we're not out there um, trying to play Frogger, if you will, with the traffic. So uh, it's it's a great benefit. And then along with that, the troopers are uh, a lot of them have the uh, software capabilities where we can download the basically the acm the uh uh, control modules out of vehicles or the black box if you will and we can get a lot of data that way out of a car so we've come a long way with the crash uh the crash reconstruction program um and we've got a lot more to come they're they're rolling out more of the drones statewide and it's a it's a fascinating product that they put together after a crash i've seen some reports that are anywhere from 20 to 40 pages long and they typically take probably about 40 to 60 hours per crash to reconstruct from just that one trooper so they're big events um and we put a lot of time and effort into it to to try to figure out what happened Mm -hmm. so then we can go back and try to work to prevent something like that from happening again yeah and in our districts just this brainer district we are down approximately 24 percent with fatals compared to last year Mm. um and a lot of that has to do with like the speed enforcement and the extra patrols we're doing in the group efforts um with uh, some local agencies that's been just hugely beneficial for us right 24 percent. let's reflect on that yep. for just a yeah. second that's yeah. a win that's great yeah. that yep. means there's more people doing the things we want them to do instead mm-hmm. of us mourning them so that's yep. a great job yep. yeah and and i like the last part of this that you talked about because uh you take this data and you figure out what happened there and then that's used like you say, have talked about before tom with the uh, how many e's are involved in four yeah. Yeah. yeah and one of those though is engineering and i'm thinking of uh uh, there's uh, a road not too far from my house that has been notorious for crashes and fatals, and they put a roundabout in there. And I know that's a much safer uh, intersection now, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're talking about. We oh. figure out where these where these crashes happen. 100%. And, and of course, it, it, it was something new. You know, and whenever somebody comes across something new, it's it's just different. And, <laughs> and uh, especially in the law enforcement side, we're, like, a little bit slow to change and not wanting to change some stuff. But... The roundabouts are are unbelievable. They they slow traffic down. You they make you look pay attention they, more. Yeah, you, you have, have to pay to. attention, and it's they're <laughs> what a right great angles. engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The right angles is huge. You can't yep. have that T bone crash. Correct. Anymore. Yeah, they're they're outstanding. 
and and MnDOT to MnDOT's credit, they've been putting them in in the the reduced conflict uh, intersections as or, uh, as everybody kind of calls them the J turns. Yes, have been great too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they make uh, they reduce that that need and that want for somebody to try shoot across four lanes of traffic and and wait for that you know. The golden opportunity that rarely comes across <laughs> when you're trying to cross 371 Especially or 210. In the summer, yeah, <laughs> and, and so that hopefully we're going to see the benefit of those as they roll up more of those along 371 in the future too. It's good yeah. to see. The only yeah. thing worse than change is more of the same for many situations. Yeah. And so what we look at is we have to we have to implement, we have to try, we have to look at new and opportunities. And the patrol when they're doing this investigative process, it, yeah, it helps us talk about this. It helps us reflect. And we also have um, those families that need to know what happened as much as they can. That's the expectation. And so, you know, to to just one small detail I always found interesting is they know down to the um, basically the millisecond Mm -hmm. of what wheel was turning at what point to see what things were going many times. It helps put that puzzle back together, but then it allows us to look at the geometry of that road or look at how we can educate drivers and how to react differently. So Mm -hmm. it's a very big part that uh, we're very appreciative of. That's great. Very fascinating. Hey, guys, we want to say thank you again for being here to talk traffic safety. And, again, we remind everyone, let's be safe. Halloween and the deer hunting opener. And we'll have you back, and we'll talk about another deadly uh, period in, uh, uh, that is uh, between Thanksgiving and New Year's. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah it yeah. uh, always seems like stuff creeps up with people coming home for holidays. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 So we'll look forward to have you back. Stay safe on the roadways, and thank you again for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Tom Nixon is with Towards Zero Death, and Captain Adam Fulton is the Brainerd Area uh, Captain here of the State Patrol. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.